I'm dying of a cold, man. <laughs> no, I, I, I've been like sick. I was sick like all last weekend. So if I do end up giving you my cold next week, you, we will, they will know. Well, see, there's only one problem there. Cool. I already have it. My throat is. <laughs> my throat is so swollen. I can feel myself dying. We at the Silver Screen do apologize for illness and do hope we don't get any of your food listeners sick. <laughs> when this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. They don't drink milkshakes, I assure you. I have two guns, one for each of you. By the power of Grayskull. Well, there's nothing like experimenting. So this week we have a few movies to review, but there was one that we've both seen, and that movie is Shazam. I read this study about superpowers, and in six out of ten, belief is the key. I believe I can fly. I believe I can fly. Superman. Superman. What arm is it? Your phone's charged. What the hell? So, Shazam is the newest entry into the DCU or DC Extended Universe, or whatever the hell they're deciding to call their um, DC. Is it Worlds of DC now they're calling it, I think? Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. I, I think it's that, because it, it's just comic book movies. It's, it's, a, it's another comic book movie, and this is the story of young Billy Batson, a child who has been going from foster home to foster home, until one day he ends up being called upon by the wizard Shazam, who gives him the powers of Shazam and makes him transform into Shazam, as played by Zachary Levi. And then you get a movie which is honestly really, really, really fun. Just pure, unadulterated fun. Liam, what do you think about this film? Yeah, um, Shazam is a movie which is probably the most fun you've had in a comic book film since, let's say, Got Pilgrim. I feel yeah. like it's a very similar film tonally to that. Yeah, I can see that, like comedy wise. Yeah, um, it's Zachary Levi is amazing as Shazam. What really makes this film work as a whole is um, the performances because everyone's sort of gone in with their head first, knowing like what they want this movie to be. It's doesn't take itself too seriously, which a lot of these movies, or well, especially the DC ones, tend to do. It's um, hilarious, the accent is decent, and it was a movie which I really enjoyed. I have my flaws with it, but overall I think it's, I, re- I like this one. That's fair. And then we scoop at that. Um, Shazam is, it's, it's funny, it's, it's feels, it does feel refreshing that we're seeing a film that is not only, it's not grim, it's not dark, it's not like our characters are brooding and depressing like the rest of the DC Universe. Save maybe Aquaman, although Man, man. Although he does his fair share of fucking brooding. Like, leave Aquaman alone. Word on this <laughs> can you can you not deny that he doesn't brood? He does do a little bit of brooding. A little bit. A little bit. He's he, he's confused. I I say he's more he's conflicted. He's not. I want to call him broody. Well, in Shazam, there ain't no brooding. No, there is just 
Zachary Levi dicking about in a costume. Which, which is actually, there was a lot more of that than I was expecting, which I loved. I, I think Zachary Levi is the, he's given probably the best intro, first performance as a superhero in a very long time, I think. I, I genuinely believe that bar maybe Robert Downey Jr., I think for first, Robert Downey Jr., Tom Holland, and Zachary Levi, I yeah. think. The guys who just went into their role knowing... I feel like he's had experience with Marvel before. He was in Thor 2 and 3 for a few minutes each. Literally a few minutes each. Like I think yeah. he was in Thor 2 more than he was in Thor 3. He was Thor, Thor 3, just, he didn't get, even get to talk. He was, just, he was just there to get stabbed. Yeah, he was one of Thor's mates. Yeah. But, um, I <laughs> well, think What was his name? I couldn't tell you any character in Thor that is of Odin, Thor... Or Loki or Cat Dennings. <laughs> That's upsetting. Like, I couldn't tell you what Stellan Skarsgård's character's name is. Selvig. There you go, I'm gonna tell you that. That's fair. Um, but I, I think that with uh, Le- Levi or Levi? Levi. Um, I think that he sort of is a big comic book fan. You can tell from Chuck that he loves this kind of genre. Mm. So maybe the his fail failing of getting his character in the MCU off the ground has spurred him on to give this his all. Which I think, no matter what you think of the film, no one can deny that he's, like, given it. He's just everything. pure enjoying the hell out of it. And, like, he's... Again, he gives the film probably most of its funniest moments, but also he never lets you lose sight of the fact that he is also a, like, 14, 15-year-old kid, like, the whole yeah. time. He's always just, like... He's all in, in the way he says things, the way he talks, and the way he moves. Yeah, his mannerisms. Mm, which is really great. It's also great that you also have him being complimented by a lot of other really great performances. You have, is it Dylan Grazer or Dylan? Um, it is. Sounds like there's another name in it. Uh, Jack Dylan Grazer. Jack Dylan Grazer, as his best mate Freddy, is also giving a really, really great, funny, heartfelt performance as Freddy. He's terrific. He's one of my new favorite characters in DCU, just because he's he's just fucking funny. Yeah, some of the um, the humor he gets away with is brilliant. I feel like it's really he's sort of like you watch him. Them. You watch Jack Dylan Grazer and Ed when he's playing. Um, what's his character's name in that? Uh, I the, the I, guy who has the code. Like, us. why do I feel like his name is Billy Ash? I'll look it up now. But like, he's a guy. He's is he agoraphobic or is he? He's a germ. A germaphobe. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. And he is playing a, a Eddie. Eddie, Eddie. Eddie. Yes. yes. Eddie and Freddie. But then, like, um, Ed, you can see him. He has that childlike humor, mm. like preteen, and he sort of like transformed into just the how the realistic teenage kind of humor. Oh yeah, like I think this guy is really going places. I think I think this guy is probably the one actor who's gonna go, one young actor who's gonna end up going places. Like as for the the kid who plays young Shazam, Billy Batson, Asher Angel, yeah. he's really good too. I think. Um, I think he's fair. He's good. Yeah, he is good, but I feel like uh, Dylan Grazer kind of outshines him a little bit. I think Dylan Grazer and also the fact that he becomes Zachary Levi just outshines him completely. Yeah, but I'm actually just saying here that um, Asher Angel is normally, um, he's normally more of a dancer than an actor. Really? Yeah, just from what I can tell. He's been in like Asher Angel's Snow Globe Wonderland, Driven to Dance. I mean... Fair enough. If he if if he wants to be that, he can more. He's more than happy to. Yeah, but um, the kids or not the kids. Um, Freddie and Billy 
no matter who's playing the lead, their chemistry is really what carries the yeah. film. Yeah, like it's kind of it's kind of the saving grace of the film is that relationship between the two, and it's the one you probably care about the most because like this movie is being compared so close to the big, and rightfully so. But um, when you watch Big, the guy who played is Tom Hanks' friend called Billy in that. Um, I, I watched that movie very think. recently. I mean, I haven't seen well, basically Big the little years. kid who's friends with uh, Tom Hanks. Yeah, he it felt like his friendship was a little different than it was with the the first kid. Yeah, like yeah, like, I get what you mean. Like yeah. it feels like he's is a different person at times. Um, but in this, I feel like you're always like, ah, these guys have been friends. Yeah, you're, these guys are friends. You're paying, and it's funny because they, they've only been friends for like a couple of days in the film, but you can at least tell they're friends. Yeah. Like, which I really like. It's also really, really refreshing, if I have to point out that the character Shazam, it's refreshing to see a superhero who is not being a superhero because it's their duty. It's like they have to do this. It's like, no, they're being a superhero because they just really enjoy being a superhero, yeah. which is surprisingly incredibly refreshing to see and how we don't really ever see that on screen ever like I think the only person recently I would have seen that would maybe Spider-Man yeah but he also has the thing of with great power there's great responsibility behind him though which kind of takes it distracts it even though he also just clearly loves being Spider-Man yeah yeah I have to agree with that um and there's a montage in this which is spectacular it's one of my favorite scenes I've seen in a long time. I think that whole second act is like one of the best acts yeah. in a movie. Period. Terrific. From, like, from the moment he becomes Shazam the first time, yeah, it's just pure wall to wall brilliance. It's so good. And how do you feel about uh, the villain Doctor Savannah? I actually see. The thing is, I really like Mark Strong as an actor, and I feel like he's slightly underrated in that mm-hmm. he's never he's never really given much chance to do an awful lot in roles. And in this, I really do think he's given a very he's given a very good performance. He gives a very I wouldn't say believable performance, but more so just like he knows he's a villain. Yeah. And and he full on goes for it. The character is uh, yeah. I and I think I think it's a very I think they have their motivations down. I think it's a per, it's the exact I think the fact that the film also starts off with the villain yeah. as opposed to the hero, I think is a great idea. It was a great move. But he kind of, but he kind of just devolves into like, I'm going to kill everything, man. So, I actually thought he was very good. Really, I really enjoyed Mark Strong in this. Yeah. I felt Doctor Savannah is a comic book uh, villain. Like, if you look, like, he's he is a bit goofy with how he goes about um, his like plans and stuff. Oh, yeah. But like, that's what comic books are about. It's meant to be goofy. It's meant to be a bit batshit crazy at times. Yeah. And I like, so I feel like Mark's. I feel like Doctor Savannah was is very is what Baron von Strucker from Age of Ultron was Should meant have, to be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thing is, that he actually well, he actually had time to develop him as opposed to uh, just being shit. Yeah. No, that's true. But um, Savannah, some of his, he's like chewing the scenery. Oh, he is like destroy. Like he's tearing it to shreds. Yeah. And he's actually some of the <coughs> things he does. It's like it's very dark for a movie, which we're saying is really lighthearted in a good way. Yeah, for a film like it's really lighthearted. Like mo- a lot of the moments with Savannah are like un- like intentionally gruesome and like horrific. Yeah. <laughs> which I was like, all right, and I 
we're, we'll go into spoilers in a little bit, but like a lot of the points of him are just it's just it's downright scary what he does, like which then again it's coming from a guy who has a horror background, mm. so I respect that at least. How did you feel um, about the direction in this movie by I believe David F. Sandberg? David F. Sandberg, who's a director I really like, like I really like. I actually do quite like him. I, I first off, did you see Annabelle Creation? Oh, it's underrated. It's, 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 it's very good. It's excellent, I feel. Yeah. And I also really enjoyed his directorial debut, Lights Out, which is also a particularly good horror film. See, I really like Animal Crazy. I'm a bit indifferent to Lights Out. But... I, partic- I particularly like Lights Out. Yeah. Uh, but I, I like ghost movies in general. How, so. how did you feel he did here? Uh, I think he did a great job. Yeah. I think he did, I think he did a very solid job. Um, I think when he's just directing the characters and the comedy, he excels. And as, as well, I really enjoyed his direction with the more superhero kind of aspects of the comedy. When it comes to directing action, it's a bit mixed. There was way too much slow motion. I don't know if I was the only one who noticed this. But I, I don't know if this is just becoming a trend in DC and how... Because I, I remember when I saw Wonder Woman, the amount of slow motion in that I thought was ridiculous. The Long Justice League too. Oh yeah, it was like, I don't know if that's just a DC thing where they just have a lot of slow motion now. Did Aquaman have Aquaman had a fair amount of slow motion Did too. Aquaman not end with a slow motion shot? It did, yes yeah. it did. And with a slow motion shot, there was slow motion in the final fight. Um, I feel like a lot of Aquaman was just in slow motion. And yeah. Um, yeah, the action scenes, there's a lot of, um, here's a fight happening over here, but look, now we're over here and it's just like, uh, there wasn't like... Hand-hand combat-wise, like, there wasn't... A Man of Steel's a movie which I'm not crazy on, but the one thing I really like about that is the accent. And you sort of have to compare Superman to Suzanne because they're very similar characters, like, power-wise. Yeah. So I feel like the sort of... The unique... Like, there was... A lot there to have with the accent, but instead it was just sort of we're flying and punching. Yeah, which, to be honest though, like the thing about all DC characters is that the majority of them are gods, or like li- like their powers make them literally godlike. Mm. So it's kind of hard to translate that to screen. And I do understand why they decided to go what they did. Yeah. In fairness, I really do like the setting at least of the final act. Although some of the bit things that happened, I was more like, oh, where the hell is this coming from? Yeah. But we'll, we'll, we'll get we'll get that. into that. Overall, though, what would you say about Shazam? Um, I think Shazam. Oh, I think I learned to say what what I don't like. The but, thing yeah, I oh, sorry, to, sorry. Yeah, to, tell to, me what you didn't like. I wanted to talk to you about. What you thought about the child actors, the younger, the foster kids? Oh, was I the only person who hated them? Yes. Yes? Because I didn't hate them, I thought they were grand. Really? Yes, I thought genuinely, I thought they were okay. I could hack it. Maybe yeah. I was this. I think you just are an asshole when it comes to kids. Like, I'm a cynical bastard. Like, like even the, the Eugene. Yeah, I thought he was not grand. I couldn't. I was like, oh. I'm a hacker, I play games. <laughs> Isn't that great? That's not how it works. No. Yeah, I'm sorry. Not everything can be Mr. Robot, okay? Uh, well, like, and you have um, Dar- Darla. Darla, yes. She was a screw, screw, I can't even say the word on that. We got Mary as well. I like Mary. M- yeah, yeah Mary, Mary was So good. shut up, Yeah, but man. Mary's not a kid actor. Mary's like uh, 20, I'd say. Yeah, I don't care. Oh, <laughs> oh and shout out to um, the four people who are getting 
are gonna fast forward from our spoilers. Yeah. Um, shout out to the guy whose name was impossible to pronounce. Digimon Hunts. <laughs> Digimon Hunts. Jaimon Honsu. Jaimon. Uh, I thought he did great. He did very very well. It's. I feel like he's just like kind of popping up wherever he wants at this stage. This is the, the, well third role before Superhero movie. Uh. He's in. Um, Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy and this, and he's in Aquaman. He was in two Captain Marvel films, like, this year. Because ah. he was in Captain Marvel too. Let's have a little look. See what he I'm was doing. in Captain Marvel. He was the same character he was in Guardians of the Galaxy. He's going to be in Kingsman the Great Game. He is going to be in Kingsman the Great Game. Um, King Arthur? Oh, no, that's not a comic book. He was the villain in Furious 7. Yeah. Which, oh dear God, he was hilariously bad in it. He was in Black Panther miniseries as Black Panther in 2010. I honestly think he'd be a great Black Panther. Like, um, he's a little bit too old now. I uh, I think I think even like an older Black Panther, I think he'd be fine because he's 54. He would be good as um, what? Yeah. No way. He's 54. Why does he look so old in movies? Because they make him look old in movies. Even in as a uh, that was not his real name, hair. You know that. What? <laughs> uh, yeah, in Korath he does look a bit older, I'm not gonna yeah, lie. But, yeah, I really like this guy. I think he's is one of the best. My favourite performances ever is him in Blood Diamond. So. Really? That's actually fair, no. He's very good in Blood yeah. Diamond. And actually, I think Grace Photon, who played May, deserves a shout out too because um, she's one of the like heart of the movie one of the hearts of the movie that makes no sense but you, you, you yeah. know what I mean that's, that's good. fair no, that's good in this movie anyway let's get into spoilers though Aquaman wasn't, but Aquaman wasn't there. Aquaman wasn't, but Superman was. We didn't see yeah, him, but he was Superman. How did you feel about that ending? Um, I kind of came right the fuck out of nowhere. I was like, oh, now he's in the Justice League. I was like, why? It felt, it felt really out of place. Yeah, like, I would have been fine if he just didn't join the Justice League straight away, and then Superman shows up, but it's a body double. And I know they say it's because they couldn't get Henry Cavill, but that just tells it reeks of them saying, yeah, we just don't want Henry Cavill anymore. It felt like an after credits scene more than a scene. An ending? Yeah, or even like, you know, um, in Pixar movies where they have their fake bloopers and fake scenes? Yeah. It felt like one of those while the credits is still playing in the little mm. square. Yeah, I get you. Um, yeah, I thought Cavill could have gone on set for like two seconds. Like, yeah, because I, I was like, because what, what was he, he was, I know he was filming The Witcher and all that, but like, surely he could have come down and been like, right, I'll pop in the suit for a bit. I, this would have been before Witcher. This Witch? probably would have been filming about the same time as Fallout, because I don't think there was a big difference between this filming and uh, Justice League. Yeah, because this, this wrapped at about, this wrapped up, this started filming in January 8, 2018 and wrapped in May 11, 2018. Which he would have still been filming Fallout at that stage. What do you... Yeah, no, because Fallout... Oh, Fallout had the delayed production. Fallout had yeah. such a long production because of cruise. Cruise control, you know. It's not nice. Um, but Fallout started filming in... It started filming... It's ended filming when? Filming concluded on March 25th, 2018. So he easily could have if he wanted Just to. Just like one day show up, be like, Ah, Billy, the, the S stands for hope. I mean, I'll be honest, I'm still waiting for Henry Cavill to, you know, like... Quit? No, not to quit. I actually, I think he'd be a really great Superman. And I think he is... He just... He looks like a really good Superman. I think he's dumb. 
But I think, yeah, I think he is finished. I think this is a big sign that he's done. So, um, before going into more about the film, um, right off the top of your head, pick your next Superman. Oh, don't do that to me now. Mm-hmm. Um, does he have to? Okay. He has a fit in. Um, he's playing the same version that Cav was. He's just picking up where he left off. So he's dark and fucking depressing. Yeah. Well, he, he died. He died and came back happy. Yeah. God. Did you see that photo? Only of was that. Did you see that photo of the before after of X uh, Superman, where it's just him with a mustache? It's great. It's the funniest thing. I love it. I don't actually know who I would pick as Superman because looks wise, Henry Cavill is the perfect Superman. In that he has the, the body, he has the, the jaw, he has the hair. He looks like how I would imagine Superman would look like in live action. But like performance-wise... I, I have someone in my head, but I can't remember his name. The guy from White Collar, Bomber, Matt Bomber. Matt Bomber? No. No? Uh, I don't, I wouldn't want him to play Superman. I think he'd be good. I think he'd be a grand Superman, but I could see better people. I also think he wouldn't be arsed. Yeah. Purely because he's already in Doom Patrol. Did not know this. <laughs> he, is, he is in Doom Patrol playing the negative man and he's very good in it. Oh, they they have it. So it won't be Matt Bomber. But Sadly. We'll find out. Um I mean I think this is the perfect opportunity to introduce Nick Cage into the DCEU. This like, is his moment. This is his time. You could actually have Channing Tatum who voices them in the Lego movies. Yeah, no. No? No, I wouldn't have Channing Tatum. Who would you have? Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's just not Channing Tatum. I like Channing Tatum. I like Channing Tatum, he's not a Superman though. Um What about our 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 secret bad guys who we had no idea was going to be in this. Well, I didn't anyway. Which the, the, oh the, the sins the go- yeah the sins the seven deadly sins who I just could give less of a fuck about. I like they were grand. I like their scene in the the business headquarters. Yeah, like I I was really like I figured there had to be some kind of other villain in the film because I like they barely promote they barely promoted Doctor Savannah in in the trailers in the marketing. Mm. It was more so just like all about Shazam and all about the humor, which is what you want for this film. But I figured there had to be like some kind of like other thing, and it turned when it turned out to the end, I was like, oh. Well. Actually, that scene in the business headquarters was yeah. one of my favorites in the film. Really, I love that scene when they're okay. just fucking shut up. Like it was. Did you think the CGI in them was very questionable? That was awful. It was, <laughs> it was, <laughs> it was, it was fucking terrible. It was awful. Um, but I sort of like have this fun little game I've been playing in my head since I've seen this movie. Okay. To try and imagine uh, different business rooms in uh, like in film that Mark Strong could come in with the goggles. Like imagine if it was like uh, Mr. Grey in the Fifty Shades movies. Oh god. Do you know what? I want to see Mark Strong in more things, just yeah. in general, because I love him so much. Or you have like Bruce Wayne and all the old guys talking about their business plans. Mark Strong just comes in and it, like throws them out windows. I find it weird that like, I could feel like I could see, I can cast a better Bru- uh, Batman than I could have been a Superman. Yes. Like, I think that's just because we haven't had a good Superman since um, the, the first dude. Christopher Reeve? <laughs> that guy. I don't know, I think Brandon Reynolds is a little bit underrated. Yeah. I think he just had, the ba- he just had bad writing. But he was a fine. He was a fine replacement for Christopher Reeve. Yeah, nah, <laughs> nah. He's it. There hasn't been. There's been good actors, just not good. The guy movies. who plays him on the suit on Supergirl and the Arrowverse now yeah. is quite good. I think. I haven't seen that. Um, I can't even think of it. A Tyler Welling, or Tyler. I don't know what Tyler something, but he's particularly good at Superman. I think. That's that's interesting. When we come back to Shazam, what did you think of the uh, end credit scene? 
Oh, I don't have a clue what was going on. It was just a fucking caterpillar. Comes yeah. In like, Hi, I'm Mr. Mind. I was like, um, it started out like, oh, Lex Luthor and Joe Mangolia. They're getting the, they're getting the team. Manganella. That guy, they're getting the squad back together again. Yeah. And this caterpillar comes in. Yeah, but like, I think, because there was a, pro- do you remember the post credits for um, fucking Aquaman? Where it was just like Black Manta meeting up with oh, the, the, the doctor <laughs> guy scientist dude. The guy the guy from Ant Man. Yeah. Like being like, hey, wanna let's go kill Aquaman. No, there's like is this is every movie gonna end with DC Aftergrows is gonna be like, ah, we should join up. Um, is it building to a league of um, a, le- a league a league of um gentlemen. <laughs> like, was it the the league? Oh, what are they called? League of Doom. No, Le- Legion of Doom. Legion of Doom. That's the one. I mean, I'd be okay with Is that. Is it building up to that? Like you're getting all these guys paired off, and then they're all gonna come together for their big summer blowout. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm even just looking up who the hell Randall Park was, but even like, just the fact that it was a fucking caterpillar, I was like, what the hell? No, is this? who's the superhero he's playing? Um, in Aquaman or in Suzanne? Is, no, who is the caterpillar? Uh, it's called Mr. Mind. Oh, is that an impersonator? Uh, no, it is literally a caterpillar in the comics. Oh, really? Like, it is literally a fucking cat. It's a fictional supervillain where it is a two-inch alien worm of high intelligence telepathic powers. It brings me back to when I go see these movies with my mum, and um, where there's always like an Aftercrowds scene. I remember after Age of Ultron, we seen Thanos. Thanos and we were zoomed and she just was like who the fuck is this who's this and I'm like it's that guy yeah but then it sort of makes you think like these moments don't work if you don't know who it is from a movie's standpoint like there was a tweet that went viral um, two weeks ago and um, there's like it was about Avengers they were watching. The worst thing about Marvel movies was that they'll say something like, uh, ah, I know just who to call. And the person's watching it for the first time, like, who? Who do you call? Who's, who's yeah, because there, no, there was like a thread of like this girl watching Avengers Infinity War for the first time. And she's like, I literally have no idea what is going yeah. on, but I'm still entertained. Which I like so fair. Um, how, how did you feel about... Um, Billy's mum. Uh, I. She was a bad mum. She, she was particularly bad mum. She was one of the bad moms. She's. Oh, jeez. Oh, she shouldn't play with me the coolest, yeah. Yeah. But she, I, I just. I don't know, like, Billy's like an, the whole kind of like home life of Billy thing, I was like, it wasn't really that big of a thing for me. I was like, oh, he's, he's got shit problems. Um, I just keep thinking back to that, like, Iron Man 3 quote, I was like, I have my parents leave, no need to be a pussy about it. And I was like, oh no. <laughs> Don't say that, Tony. No, I won't. But like I, I thought it was it was fine. It was yeah. Billy for me as a character is a, I really like him, but I think he's more just like you think you, you like him more for the humour as opposed to like his actual character. Which if you want a movie which deals with the uh, adopts and, and foster family sort of as a theme better you should watch Instant Family yeah I've heard that's actually quite good that's a very good movie how did you feel about um, at the end when they all become the um, superheroes Jesus Christ um, I don't know 
Um, because that is actually a thing in the comics. Yeah, what I did, like, I've never, I know nothing about Shazam. I played with him in Injustice, and that's about the height of it. It's like the whole Marvel family. That is like the thing. Yeah. Like, Mary Marvel is like one of the biggest characters in comics. Um, I thought it was. I don't know. It just felt like they sort of. It came out of nowhere. Shazam doesn't feel special anymore for me. Yeah, that kind of it does kind of ruin the movie if somehow suddenly everyone else gets superpowers. Yeah, like it does, it makes Shazam feel less special. And you tell me that that little girl or the little boy, they're not just gonna stay like that, or they're not gonna tell anyone. Yeah, like like I get that it's in the comics, but for me, from a movie's point of view, I was like, ah, oh, this is getting a bit much. Also, the very long movie. Oh yeah, like I was, I was shocked at how it's it's a whole, it's two hours and twelve minutes. Gee, if, like if, it's a fucking long movie. That third act felt it. That yeah, battle was, scene went on for way too long. I will say, I every single time Billy says Shazam and turns into Shazam, I love those moments. Oh yeah, especially the one on the rooftop where he just he jumps off. Mm. I really like that. Yeah, no, that was really good. But like, I think they, I think DC just need to sort out the third acts. Yeah. Oh, it was. It, yeah, no, no, this was because well, well, I think this one is better than like other, say, like Wonder Woman. It still wasn't that great. They saw Kung Fu Panda's two joke. They did. They actually they flat, did. They flat out stole it. Oh, those bastards! Who actually wrote this film? Henry Gaiden, who wrote Earth to Echo. My little sister likes that movie. Uh, it was also written by Darren Lemke. I don't think, but that wasn't script though. Uh, story. Yeah, but. Do you want to know what he wrote? He's written. Can I guess? Uh, please. Is it is it a superhero? Uh, no, it's a franchise film, animated franchise. Animated franchise. Yeah. Oh, uh, Simpsons. Shrek Forever After. He also people wrote, who say that's underrated are wrong. He, al- <laughs> he also wrote the two Goosebumps movies. Oh, Goosebumps one's good. I haven't seen Goosebumps two. I did. Oh, why was bother? Yeah. Like, it, it, un- it, it received mixed reviews. But, um, well, the only news about a sequel is the sequel's been confirmed. It hasn't been confirmed that Sandberg's coming back, but Gaiden's writing it. Yeah, I'd say Sam- I actually I wouldn't mind Sandberg coming back. Yeah. Like, I'd be fine with that. I think there's nothing really else spoilery I can remember. It's funny because it is very much as fresh and like funny as it is, it's also a fairly standard superhero film. Yeah, there's not. In a lot of aspects. The, oh, um, what did you think was the funniest moment? Because I know mine. Mine was the uh, big piano reference. Yeah, no, I'm not going to lie. I pissed myself at that. That like, was I completely, That would that'd be my funniest moment as well. Like, just, I, was, I, was, I was waiting for like some kind of over-reference to big anyway. And then once that came, I was like, yes. Mm. That was my shit. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to add about Shazam? Um, how would you rank it now amongst the... The, the kind of like the solo DC films. Solo. So I think if we like put past, say like take out Justice League and Batman, and you rank it among like Man of Steel, Wonder Woman, and Aquaman, what where would you put it? Like would you put it first, second, third? Third. Mine is Man of Steel, Shazam, Wonder Woman, Aquaman. That's from a pure enjoyment point of view. That's, That's like, fair. There's a, I know Aquaman's not. It's probably the Wii. It's not good. I just really like that movie though. There's something about it and it pulls me back in and it's gonna be my most rewatched movie of the next ten years. Well it's funny because like compared like all the all the DC films, Aquaman like 
It's the one I don't get bored with. Yeah. Even though it's the longest one. I, I just I really like that movie. Um it, it's I'd put it on a par with Wonder Woman to be honest. Um I think Wonder Woman is probably the best one. From purely from a, as a movie, I think it's the best one. Yeah, third act though. But yeah, well, yeah, again, they again, all, like, they same fucking this film. But like it's the lo- it's it's the one I feel like it has the most it wa- it knows what it wants to say and has probably the best the first two acts of it are like one of the best stories DC is told and then it kind of like goes downhill but the thing that I said coming up to this release to you mm-hmm. and it's I've been proven my my theory's been proven right yeah the last two DC movies have been better than the last two Marvel movies yeah that's actually I, pretty true I think they well it's unarguable for me because I like not even like a competition mm-hmm. I think Shazam and Aquaman are both better than Captain Marvel and Ant-Man the Wasp I know so many well, people in, in fairness Ant-Man the Wasp is an incredibly generic film and I will def- I will not defend it I will shit on that film it's like this le- though about the, the fun yeah I, le- I at least like that in Aquaman and Shazam regardless of quality they're at least trying to do something I think this is a very good movie I actually think they're both very good no, that, what I mean even like regardless of like quality or like whatever they are still at least trying to make a movie that feels yeah. different but to you, anything else but keep in mind this is still a fairly new project for DC oh, like, yeah. and also the origin movies that they're coming out with are been a lot uh, stronger than their team uh, movies but even um, I, ha- I keep need to stop comparing Marvel to DC but um, this is kind of hard to do but if you compare the origin movies bar the first Captain America is good and the first Iron Man is amazing Guardians Guardians see yeah but I'd put this on a no I prefer Guardians to this but in the phase one because this still feels like phase one DC yeah I get what you mean like yeah. I, I still feel I think this they're going in a really positive direction and I'm really I love the stuff they're coming out with the only films like I don't know I was going to say there hasn't been that many I have hated but there's been a few yeah like it's funny because their next like four films now you have Birds of Prey next February you've got Wonder Woman Birds of Prey next is that out before Wonder Woman yes Wonder Woman will be out in June of that year oh my god then you have The Batman is slated for June 25th 2021 which, who knows if that'll even come out at that stage. You forgot Joker. Uh, Joker, yeah, but I'm not counting that as DCEU. I'm counting that as, like, its own thing. Kind of at this stage. I don't know. It's still DC, though. True. True, yeah. But it's kind of like, it is, it is a DC film, but not a part of that universe. But are they all? But if they're saying that none of them are part of the universe anymore? They are. They're still they're saying, saying that? They're, like, they're saying that they are all still in the same universe, but they're not emphasizing it as much as like Marvel would. Uh-huh, see. Like they're basically going, yeah, it's the worlds of DC, but like, yeah. it's fine. So my last question for you. Yes. Okay. If there was another Justice League movie, who's the leader? Wonder Who? Woman. Wonder Woman? Yeah, easily. Hell yeah. Like, I'm not like, I'm not, I'm not, like there's no one else. Like, as much as you love Aquaman and Shazam, and like... Oh, Shazam for or, this, too. Like, it's, Shazam is a kid. Aquaman is too stubborn and too much of, like, uh, my Risky. man, hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, Batman is <laughs> undergoing plastic surgery at the moment. Yeah, no, he is. And, yeah, like... Same with Superman. Same, well, we don't know that, but more than likely. Yeah. But also, it's just Wonder Woman is Wonder Woman. 
you got to forget, remember, probably by the time Justice League comes out, Gal Gadot will have been Wonder Woman for nearly 10 years. The next Justice League? If they do make another Justice League and they have Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. And you don't think it will come out to 2027? Well, there's a thing. The like, next Justice League is not eight years away. No. That's a long time. No, but the thing is, Gal Gadot has been Wonder Woman since 2014. Think of that because that's when they filmed. Oh, that no, is when they... he was in Batman vs Superman. Yeah, but that's when they were filming Batman vs Superman. No, Batman vs Superman came out 2014. 2016. It came out 2016, but they were filming it at that time. Yeah, but you can't count filming though. Well, the thing is, she's been she'd have been Wonder Woman for nearly ten years by the time they bring out another Justice League. So you got to think like because I like to, I I feel like how it's gonna go. You're gonna get Wonder Woman 1984, hmm. and I'm I'm feeling that one's gonna be really good. Yeah, purely because Patty Jenkins has much more control this time. And Kristen Wiig's awesome. Kristen Wiig is great, and I think will be hopefully one of the best DC villains or comic villains or villains in general. Yeah, and if that does well, we'll get another one, mm. a final one, which will probably be in present day. I hope. Maybe more. I was more than likely they're gonna have a mid two thousands one. Like oh Jesus Christ, Wonder Woman two thousand and seven. No. <laughs> But that's kind of like the trajectory that DC where I'm going. If they keep the, the pace they're going now, where they just keep on trying to make different things. Like, even Birds of Prey, I think, it looks different. Um, I need to see something from that first. I have no real opinion yet. I don't know. Like, just I'm mean, looking at like, the cast. Look at the, 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 the cast very good. The cast is great. The first, like, Who's making of, it? Uh, it's being directed by a woman called... Kathy Yen. Kathy Yan. What has she made? Uh, she... The only film, she, the last film she's directed that was feature length was a film called Dead Pigs. No. She has not, re- she's her first like, big one, big film, like the rest of them that, she's the second woman, the first Asian woman to direct a DC film. Which of DC are actually showing a bit of diversity. Oh with yeah, the they're like, fuck so. it. it is however, it's being written by someone called Christina Hodson, who, the film, she wrote Bumblebee. I like that movie. I really like Bumblebee. She also wrote a film called Unforgettable. Starring um, Rosario Dawson and Catherine Heigl. It's not good. No, it doesn't sound it doesn't. And one day it said, You have my interest at Rosario Dawson. But that's because yeah. I love everyone loves Rosario Dawson. Yeah, but then you, you floored me with the Catherine Heigl. Or like, oh, yeah. I don't know. I'm expect. I'm, I wait till I see. I'm kind of the same. I'll wait and see what comes of it. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know, because there's some unknowns. They have a few unknowns in that film. They have uh, unknown... Jer- they have Journey Smollett Bell as Black Canary. Oh, she's in um, Friday Night Lights. Yeah, she's she's hopefully going to be great. I really like her. You've got Mary, Mary Elizabeth Winstead as she's Huntress. amazing. I love her. I think she needs to stop taking Hugh McGregor away from his family. What, what have they been in? Uh, they were in Fargo together. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And she's the reason she be separated from his wife. Oh yeah, so I'm kind of like I love oh, you. No. Oh, no. You're also you're also a homewrecker. Oh, oh whoa 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 whoa! You don't know this. It takes, no, two, no. It takes two to tango. Yeah, but like Aaron, you and you and McGregor, you knew what you were doing. That's very true. And you McGregor is also in this film. It's Black Mask. He's the villain. Oh, you knew what you were doing, <laughs> Ewan McGregor. But overall, we'll bring this to a close. I think Shazam is a very good film. Go and see it. It's out of five. Um, I give it a three. Give it three. Three, maybe three and a half if I'm feeling generous. I give it a four. I wouldn't put it. I think. I think it's purely. It is pure fun. Yeah. Like there's nothing. It is a harmless pure fun film that you could probably take anyone to. Yeah. And they'd enjoy it at least. Uh, well, like, I was gonna give it a three and a half for ages, but I was like, 
had too much fun with this. I like, I think it's great. Okay. For, for the amount of fun that I had with it, I can't give it a low rating due to how much like fun it was. Well, good. Okay, yeah. that's if that's where we're going, we will go with that. Yeah. Good. All right. Then what would you like to move on to next, my friend? Do you want me to give you quick, quick, quick reviews over the other films that came out this week? Well, which the other you've films, never seen? The, the other films you've seen, which I have not had the chance to see. Why won't you please give me a shout? Okay, so I have three, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go from summarize it very quickly to a little bit longer to the one which you want to talk about. Yeah. Okay. Well, give me the first one. Unicorn Store. Unicorn Store is Brie Larson's directorial debut, which has arrived on Netflix two years after it was meant to come out. Two years? Yeah, it was meant to come out in 2017. What the fuck? Yeah, so it doesn't count as a 2019 movie. Oh my god. Yeah, it's a... a Brie Larson is stars on it too, plays a woman named Kit, who um, receives a invitation and is um, going to get a unicorn. That's your movie. It's basically like Shazam, but uh, Brie Larson isn't believable as a childlike person. It's also right. it's it's also it's not very good. <laughs> it, yeah, that's what I think. Like, cause I saw the trailer for it. I haven't seen the actual film. But I saw the trailer, and it just looked kind of bleh. like it looks like it oh, just... was bad. It wasn't it. It was bad. Um, Larson, I, I like Larson, but this was this was a lot for me to sit through. Um, She's Can I ask you a serious question? Yeah. Do you think Brie Larson's a good actress? I think she was good in Room. <laughs> I think Brie Larson's a very good actress that makes very bad decisions. Oh, she, she or very like, questionable ones. Because um, I think she is good in Captain Marvel. She's good in Captain Marvel, but I won't say she's great. Yeah. And um, then in Room, again, yeah, she's heartbreaking in Room. What was distracting in this, though, was that her parents, one was played by Joan Cusack, Obviously. Right, and the other was played by the dad from Get Out. What was Bradley Whitford? Yeah, what I was like, no Brie Larson, and Brie Larson was dating. Uh, uh, or she wasn't dating. She had a cross in the movie on Mamadou Afi, who is um, he's well, he's a black man. So I couldn't. I know I shouldn't have had that horrible. Oh God! I Did have you actually that, have that? I, like, I, I couldn't take that horrible feeling in my head. I was oh, like, this is gonna become get this out. This would explain the weirdness with her and the unicorn. It's all a ruse. I mean, Sam Jackson in this film as well. What yeah, is he actually doing in this film? He's uh, in charge of a company that give people who want unicorns, unicorns, unicorn, unicorn, unicorn. Every second line of this movie is unicorn. Like, my unicorn is coming any day now. What about the... Where do unicorns stay? Unicorns eat... Hey, unicorns are happy. Did you know I like unicorns? And it also tries to bring in... Sorry, kind of spot. It also tries to bring in um, a sexual harassment in the workplace storyline. Ugh. What's... Um, oh, that's... Well, okay. You... Right? Put it this way. You know this movie was directed by Brie Larson. Okay, okay, I get If that, you yeah. get what I no, mean. No, I get, I get what you I mean. I don't mean that in okay. a negative yeah. way. Like, Brie Larson is a very... A lot of the stuff she says is completely... I completely agree with. Sometimes she goes a little bit too far with some of her views. Right. Now, if... 
No, I'm gonna stop talking. Yeah, yeah I think again. I think you should before, stop talking right now. Before missing you say link. <laughs> you, please cut that bit out. Cut, cut that out. Let me hold on. Let me. Let what me. is you? If you had to rate Unicorn Store overall, what would you give it? One and a half out of five. Wow, that's that's rough. But shite. Okay. Yeah, it was not good. Fair. Yeah. Um. I yeah. As I said before, I agree with everything Brie Larson says. Thinks he's great. Um, <laughs> next film, next film. Missing Link is the new movie by Studio Leica, who have made Coraline, The Box Trolls, mm-hmm. and my personal favourite, Cool and Two Strings. Liam was sitting just a moment with his laptop on his lap, and I don't know why. I thought if you, um, if there's a laptop in front of a microphone, it would ruin the sound. It's fine, it's left and right, it's cool. Okay. But anyway, Missing Link, yeah. I like it. So, Mr. Link, played by Hugh, Hugh Jackman, played by Zach Galifianakis, yeah. joins forces with Sir Lionel Frost, an explorer who meets him to for his own personal gain, in a good way, okay. to get him some fame okay. and recognition. They go on an adventure together to try and find Mr. Link a family. No, that's nice. So, from a narrative standpoint, this is probably like his um, most simplistic movie yet. And more so, it's very straightforward. Like okay. You just get from A to B, go on an adventure, there's bad guys, and there's nothing there's nothing too weird about it, which, which is not a bad thing. I feel yeah. that this movie is very, very good. Well, it's funny it's charming it's maybe that's sort of grown on me more as i think about it since i've seen it i think i've seen it on sunday yeah um jackman's terrific of course uh, line of frost he's everything he's like somewhat he's like real life pt barnum oh (laughs) he's kind of like oh no actually no so he's an asshole yeah he kind of is yeah no he is and this okay but like he's He's forgivable. Okay. Cool. But um, Zach Galifianakis steals the show here. With a type of performance that reminds me why we all thought he was amazing in 2009. Yeah. We, we put Zach Galifianakis, we were like, you're the new you're the new guy in comedy. Yeah. Whereas this is probably my favourite role he's had since... I don't know. He, he's been in a lot of good stuff. He was going to in um, Birdman. Mm. But Zoe Saldana is in this as uh, Adelina Fortnite, who... Um, it's fine. No, she's very good, actually. Um, they're trying... You think that they're just going to put her as the love interest, but no, never oh, does. Good. Yeah. So Go, you like her. You have um, Tim- Timothy Oliphant plays the bad guy. Yeah. And, well, him and Stephen Fry are the two bad guys. Yeah. That's the weirdest pairing I could ever think of, like, Timothy Oliphant and Stephen Fry. Yeah, they were great villains, but they were still very, very serviceable. Yeah. Um, there's not, I don't actually have a whole lot to say about this besides that if you just want a fun time at the cinema or if you have any if you have any kids or any children, definitely bring them to this and they'll, they'll be in stitches. This is just... Like are making the most interesting movies overall in animation at the moment. Their track record, they've had hit after hit after hit. All their movies have been really good fun I think mm. this is another film that adds to it and I would give Missing Link light 4 out of 5 a light 4 tell me though what on earth did you think of the newest horror sensation and Stephen King's newest work Pet Cemetery. Pet Cemetery is one of the best Stephen King movies ever it brings things back aren't you happy mommy? it's a deeply sinister nightmare 
Graveside Cemetery. Rated R. So, I actually like this movie. I've this um, it's a film that's got a it premiered uh, about a month ago, and everyone was raving about it, saying yeah. it was the most terrifying film. And then since it's released, people have turned on this. Really? Like, yeah. If you look at the, the reviews, it's only on a six point three on IMDb. I think it's sixty something on Rotten Tomatoes. Last hmm. time I checked. Okay. Um, probably like a sixty-five. Could you check that for me? Uh, I can check it now because I'm seeing here it's like. 59. Yeah. Which like, I think is ridiculous. Um, so it tells the story about uh, Louis Creed, played by Jason Clark and his wife Rachel, who yeah. played by Amy Simmons. And they move from Boston to Maine with their two young children. But suddenly they discover there's some weird things going on in this new area. Okay. There's uh, little kids in masks. There's a uh, Cemeteries where there shouldn't be. There's John Lithgow. <laughs> oh, John Lithgow's there and he's a beard. Yeah. Um, do, can I ask, do you think he looks like Nick Nolte slightly? It looks like it? Nick Nolte. Slightly in this film. Mm. I don't know why, but I always thought Nick Nolte was in this film. Yeah, no, John well, Lithgow. I, and I haven't, I, I haven't seen this film. Yeah. Um, so basically, it's a slow burner. Right. Like, which I think a lot of people. Didn't like? The, yeah, they were like, I need lots of scares per minute. Okay. Like, the first, I'm going to say first half of the movie is nearly, for the most part, all built up. It's just like, really, it's very slow. Hmm. Um, but it, I felt that it um, dealt with themes of death, like how, not even how you react to it, but how you conceive it before it even hits yeah. you. Like, I thought I dealt with that really well. I thought the performances of Jason Clark was terrific. Same with um, um, an actress who I don't know. Amy Sedaris? No, it's not her. It's Amy Simmons. It's not Sedaris. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I thought they were played a very believable couple. John Lithgow escaped his mediocre comedy movie Purgatory yeah. to give one of his finer performances. The, okay. little, the little kid, she was really fun. What doesn't work with the film is that it kind of goes into... Leans into horror tropes a little too much at times. Right. There's one too many jump scares. They don't overdo it, but there is a few. And the special effects are questionable. Like, laughably Like, laughing Okay. Yeah. There are times, like, when the actual pet cemetery, it's really dark, so you can't really tell what's happening. And there doesn't feel... What I was looking forward to in the film was the atmosphere, like a really dark and gritty atmosphere. Yes, it's scary at times, and yes, the scares are there, but it never feels like the mythology or the sort of, like... It never feels that this pet cemetery is something to be feared. It feels like more that this is just another coincidental spirit happened to be attacking this family. Do you think that this film, and they are very different films, do you think it's better than It? Oh, this film? Yeah. No way. No. No. Absolutely not. No, 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 no. no. It's not even on par. It's not on par. No, it's, um, it's just like, like, it's one of my favourite horror films of recent times. I think okay. it's terrific. I don't think this comes anywhere close. But that doesn't mean I think it's bad. I think it is a good movie. 
but it's better than the majority of horror movies we're gonna see this year. Okay. Like I probably give it um, a three and a half out of five, but um, and I do recommend it. The backlash that it's getting is really it's not warranted. No, it's not at all, and it's directed by um, two guys. One is Kevin Coase, and the other is Dennis Widemeyer. So Widmer. Widmer. So they made uh, Starry Eyes, Mama, Mama Two, Mama. Mama Two. Sorry, was that? I don't know. Was the thing? Mama Two is the thing. Yeah, they. The guy made it. That's really. Yeah. That is kind of yeah. There, there. Mama Two. Didn't know that came out. Oh, yeah, it hasn't come out yet. But they're making it. They're making it. Yeah. Oh. Has come out yet? Though. I thought it could have been straight to no, DVD. No. Pro- probably professional. But overall, though, you would see this film. Yeah. No, I think um, you should definitely check it out. Fair, fair. Let's move on to box office bonanza. Did you have? We'll start with last week's. Now you tell me. You tell me what we said. So last week, so last week we went we went looking for two films, Shazam and Pet Cemetery, and we were predicting. Well, we we didn't really know what to predict for either. Not gonna lie, because even though we both enjoyed the films, like I enjoyed, we both like Shazam, we like Pet Cemetery, we weren't sure as how they would do. We'll start with Shazam. You predicted that Shazam was going to make forty five million dollars in opening weekend. I predicted it was going to make fifty. And it overall made $53,505,326. Damn. Me. Damn, that was really good. But then, you also, we also did for Pet Cemetery. <laughs> I predicted that it would make $31 million. You predicted that it would make $38 million. Wait, how much did you predict? I predicted $31 million. Ah, shoots and crackers. And- Which means that this week... I win box office for It made twenty four million. Yeah. For those those of you at home, which is actually, it's a less than thought. Yeah, I thought it was gonna open more forty. Um, Shazam is the lowest opening for the DC franchise yet. But it's still a particular thing opening. It's a low budget as well. Yeah, like it's a. Yeah. So there's, yeah. I think does that bring you tight? I think that does bring me tight. Yeah, I want to roll now. God. Damn it! Get gas! Damn it! Um, yeah, so this weekend I have some movies for you. Oh, do you? Okay. The first one is a movie called After. So What's that? I'll, I'll read you a description, okay? okay? Tessa Young is a dedicated student, a dutiful daughter, and a loyal girlfriend to her high school sweetheart. Entering her first semester of college, Tessa's guarded world opens up when she meets Hayden Harden Scott. A mysterious brooding rebel who makes her question her life, um, makes her question all she thoughts she knew about herself and what she wants out of life. If I'm not mistaken, this is the one directs the fanfiction movie. <laughs> and I'm not joking, I genuinely I think it is. Oh, it really? um, has a cast of Hero Fiends, Josephine Langford, Paya Maya, and Selma Blair. Really? <laughs> Really? <laughs> That's it's um really yeah it's yeah no this this movie is based on uh, 
uh, One Direction fan fiction. That's kind of amazing. Uh huh. Because I remember the trailer came out for this last year. That is it's, incredible. Um, directed by Jenny Jenny Gage, okay. who has made a TV movie called Lenny and a documentary called All the Panic. Right, and what's the budget for this? I don't, I don't know. Well, what, what, okay, what are you thinking it's going to make? I, I haven't heard anything about it until like I looked up releases for the weekend. So I'm just going to go uh, 6 million. I'm going to say 4. Yeah. So what, what's the movie called again? After. It's, it's a national release. Nice and wide in America. I'm going to say about... Actually, no, I'm going to go 6 million. So. Okay. And you say 5. Yeah, I say five. Um, Give me your next one. Next, we have a movie from the producers of Girls Trip and Night School. N- yep, Night School. It's called Little. It's oh, another. I actually, I've actually seen a trailer for this. This actually looked pretty funny. It's another body swap movie. I do like being a body swap movies. Yeah. So um, it's about a, a boss who's really mean, played by. Regina Hall the boss? Yeah, Regina Hall is the boss, like, And um, she gets transformed into the body of a little girl to maybe treat her employees like Izzo Ray's April, right? And she has interaction with Justin Hartley, who's playing hot teacher. Jesus Christ. I, I, I saw trailer for this, and I don't know if we lost the same trailer, because this did not look good to me. It looked, it looked kind of funny to me. It's, I like Issa Rae in most things, so. Yeah. I found out that this guy also was supposed to play Aquaman. Who? Uh, Justin Hartley. Well, he's hot teacher now. I know what I'd rather be. I mean, I'd rather be Aquaman. I was going to say hot teacher, like. Um, The person who's directed this is actually um, the writer of a movie which literally came out last month. What men want? Yeah. What do men want? Oh, Jesus Christ. I guess I never know. I am going to predict that this movie makes. Uh, I should even know. Maybe seven million overall. I'm gonna say fifteen. You're gonna say fifteen. Okay. Yeah, you never know. The, Fair enough. The tagline for the movie is "She woke up like this." Did she? Oh my. Yeah. What do men want? Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, next film is Missing Link. Oh yes. It yeah, didn't open. Uh, it doesn't matter. Um, what did Kubo get? Kubo did. I know Kubo didn't make a lot. Kubo made a, not a lot of money in general. I know it got. A, I know. I think it like broke even. Maybe. Made seventy seven point five million. Oh yeah, it didn't make much. But again, like movies are not. Are never really. It opened with twelve million. Like movies are not really ever marketed well. Like. And I feel like this one's been marketed worse than. Yeah, we're just saying or something. And it's probably their like it's I I feel like it's probably their one of their higher budget ones because I've heard like animation is like particularly good. It is. It's very good animation. I am gonna say that this is gonna make maybe thirteen million overall. What do you think? Nine. Nine? Yeah, I don't think it's gonna make much. I think there's been no hype about it at all. But what about the big film this weekend? I thought we already talked about little. Um, we have Hellboy. Isn't it amazing how there's a Hellboy movie coming out in three days and no one cares? Literally, no one gives a shit. Which is sad because I feel like. Hellboy. Like, Hellboy's a great thing. 
I don't even know how it came about in the first place, but Hellboy is a thing that has happened. Yeah. Actually, um, before we predict, I rewatched Hellboy 1. They're great. They're really Is good. it though? They're, they're, the second one is. The second one's really good. The first one's yeah. pretty alright. I yeah. like it. I think second it's good. The second one is really good. Yeah, I really like the second one. Mm-hmm. Um, but what do you feel for this one? Because this one, they've marketed, they've also marketed this one quite weird. And it's, it's rated also, or. It's rated or as well, which... That was stupid for them. I think but I, ballsy. I understand why they read it over, and I'd like to see. I actually do want to see it, but I don't know if it'll do really well. Because in comparison to the first two, what it, you can't really even look at. But those numbers will be inflated to shit now. Well, even if you look at the second one, uh, the second one made a lot of money. Like it, it broke even. Like it, it made it had an eighty-five million budget and it made one hundred and sixty million worldwide or in US. Uh, overall, and I don't know how I don't know how it made in the US, but I don't think it was a little. I don't know how much. So I just want to see what the budget is for this. Um, it opened with thirty-five million overall in the first weekend. This won't make that. Oh no! I think this is good. I think this will probably make overall about twenty-two million. Let me think. I'm gonna say. How much did you say? Uh, I'm saying actually no. I'm gonna say twenty three million dollars. I'm going to say eighteen million. You're saying eighteen. Now hear me out on this. Okay. Because I was I was hoping it would open. Well, it still may it may open. What we could be completely mm. wrong. But I'm thinking back to um, Alita, and that only opened with twenty something. Yeah. I feel like this is one of those. I feel like not a lot of peop- people could be sour about this and turn their noses up. And it's being produced by Lionsgate, who are not known for having huge masses. The production's budget's unavailable at the moment. But it doesn't look high. No. No, but I'm hoping it will surprise everyone. So do I. I'm hoping it's at least half it's always, it's always promising when they haven't shown, shown it to uh, critics until it's released. Oh yeah, always yeah. Promising. So it's gonna nice. be a five star, and we're gonna delve into that movie next week. And this, we have a lot of movies, and I could next week we'll find out who has the lead going forward. Oh yes, we will. Mm-hmm. Do you want to then move off of box office and talk about some really fifty cent movies? Yeah, fifty cent challenge. Go, 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 show it's your birthday. We're gonna party like it's your birthday. We're gonna sip a card like it's your birthday. I'm into having. I'm into making love. There's a line from I'm in the club. Sorry, yes. yes there you no, go. <laughs> go, um, go. Go. Jesus Christ. Um, would you like to start off first? Or will I go first? I think I'd like. Because I want to hear. You know, I'm gonna go first because I want to hear your thoughts on your film. Okay. But last week you gave me. The uh, remake of the 1951 classic, The Day the Earth Stood Still. Now, have you ever seen this film before? Oh, oh God, no. Like, never? No, no. I just saw the poster had Keanu Reeves, and I was like, yeah, give give that a go. Well, this basically is about, it's present day, a meteor lands on the planet, and out pops Keanu Reeves. And Keanu Reeves basically says, yeah, you're all fucked. And meanwhile, there's a big robot they call Gort. It's a normal robot name. Yeah. And it's like just standing around. And it's just like 
hey, it doesn't, it, it, it never speaks to the film, but it's always got like this <coughs> kind of haunting image of like black, like a red dot, and it's like a black robot, like a black blank robot. And it's basically all about how Keanu Reeves learns to become more human, eventually sacrifice himself to save the world. In the day? In a day. What does he do in that day to become human? Oh, jeez. So, it, uh, here's the thing. Are they frozen? What do you mean? Like, when I said the day the Earth stood still. No, the reason they're like the day the Earth, the reason the day the Earth stood still is because... Nothing happens. Nothing really happens, but it's like, the day, it's not, don't take the day the Earth stood still title as literal. I always thought that's like, what it was. Oh, the, the, the aliens crashed land, so everyone decided to come and look at the alien, not, they've literally all been frozen. So you don't like it? Uh, no, this movie's boring as hell. But look at that cast: Ken Reeves, Jennifer Connelly, Kathy Bates, John Cleese, Jaden Smith, John Hamm, Brandon T. Jackson, Kyle Chandler. Kyle Chandler is in this film. Yeah, he's not. He's not listed on um, Wikipedia, but he's in the film. I never go by like Wikipedia. I know go the IMDb, but it's this film is just. You know what? It's weird because Keanu Reeves in this film is playing a character who. He is an alien learning how to be more human. He's an alien <coughs> messenger of human form. So you can you can see you think that like because he's supposed to be acting kind of weird, acting kind of wooden, you'd think this would kind of work. Keanu Reeves' acting style is wooden. It is very wooden. Whoa. He has very he's this very way of acting that is incredibly wooden and weird. And yet somehow he he, he gives a terrible performance because somehow playing a plank of a character like literally a plank of a character does not equate to decent performance from a plank of an actor even though I love Keanu Reeves yeah he's sort of coming into his own now um but the weird the work the thing it, like it's just the lines they come out with because they've changed this the whole like mess of the film in the original film it was all about like the Cold War yeah uh, but now in this it's a whole like environmental message thing Ugh. which you know movies do great all the time and never make it fucking preachy and, sh- and shit like that what could you tell it was a 2008 movie or oh yeah it like it's older it's or? A very much 2012 so. I don't remember much about this like I you never see this on yeah no you like you're that's okay yeah like, it's like it's, it's literally there's just weird moments there's, first off the CGI is awful like I think that there are moments where it's really not it's really good but there are also moments where it's just pure dribble like they the the suit the, the gort the like suit, the, it's like a battle suit but like at very po- at different points of the film at one point in the film it becomes like a swarm of bugs and the bugs look like crap and just start eating people and it be, it's it's so strange and yet I'm like out of place yeah Carl Ch- Chandler just then burns it alive and it's oh like, no yeah. no Carl Chandler no, he burns the bugs alive Carl Chandler doesn't oh burn <laughs> no Carl burns alive I'm like no oh no and Jennifer Connelly is in this film where she's kind of she's basically the pseudo love interest for um, mm. Keanu Reeves yeah Jaden Smith is actually one of the bright spots of this film because he's actually pretty good my boy but that is young Jaden Smith young Jaden Smith was a good actor and now he's become Jaden Smith Dean Smith is a great musician, and I won't hear anything against him. I'm going to throw this pen at you in two seconds now, Liam, if you don't shut the fuck up. Um, I don't like Dean Smith. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, oh, John Cleese is also in this film. I cannot take him seriously, because he's trying to act like this British scientist. He's very British. Yeah. Like, very British in the sense that he's not John Cleese, but he's incredibly British. He's the epitome of British. Oh, yeah. But... 
and in this film it just it just doesn't it just meanders and meanders and meanders nothing really happens in the space of a day other than like the military the military this is in this film and they're all really stupid like they have there's there's a drone attack in this film that happens yeah and the drones are somehow like drones are now drones are massive and yet somehow they're able to fly between buildings and like not crash into anything really and also be really poorly animated it, it makes absolutely no sense to me that it's made by scott derrickson yeah somehow scott derrickson has gone from making something like this where it's pure crap to uh sinister which is amazing sinister which is really good to dr strange dr strange which is still good it's like, good direction it's, it's good direction it's a fine film yeah like I don't know how he's gone. He, I'm sure he's he's gonna he's gonna make the Doctor Strange sequel. <coughs> Sorry. Um, would you buy it for fifty cent? Oh no, I wouldn't even touch it for fifty cent. I would. I don't really want to watch it again because I, I nearly fell asleep during it. Oh, well, that's not good. I know. But anyway, you have a film for us, don't you? Yeah, I have um, Team America: World Police, mm. made by well directed by Trey Parker, but written by Trey Parker and Matt Stone, the two dudes who made South Park. Yeah. And this movie, I remembered being one of my favorite comedies from when I was a teenager. Like, I was like, yeah, America, fuck you. I was like, this... We all love AIDS. Yeah, but I feel this movie's really dated. Like, unbelievably dated. When did this film actually come 2004. Fuck off, it came out in 2004. You think it was older? I thought it was like 2008, maybe. Like, no, 2004. Seriously? It's a very post 9 11 movie. Oh, it did. Yeah, oh so um, some of the humor that it goes for, it's. It doesn't really. You can't really get away with it oh. now. It's sort of like why South Park now has become sort of so PC. Yeah. Now, I don't. Personally, I didn't find. I don't, I don't find anything too offensive yeah. in it, but I felt like a lot of it was trying to offend. Um, like, eh, that's that's okay. What um what I liked about it was, if anyone doesn't know, uh, Team America World Police is about um, a Broadway actor who's recruited by an elite counter-terrorism organization to uh, stop the world crumbling around him. So while mm-hmm. he battles celebrities, terrorists, and North Korea. Do you not remember the celebrity thing? Oh, sorry, yeah. Their whole, I, I, was, I was going to like, right. The joke about that is that they're, um, they work for the Film Actors Guild. The Screen Actors Guild? No. Is it the part of the Film Actors Guild? What does the initial spell? The Film Actors Guild. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the joke. I was like, George Clooney is a... Yeah, Alec Baldwin is a... Yeah. And I'm like... I'm like, it's not very funny. But there is funny moments to be found. Like, I still love the songs. The songs, the songs are, are great. The songs, well, in verse to Trey Barker and Matt Stone, they will always write good songs. Like, sure, Book of Mormon. Like. Yeah. My personal favorite is the cost, I think it's called The Cost of Freedom. Yes. Um, it has um, the character walking around Washington <laughs> feeling really sad as a place. I was like, I was in tears wow. laughing at that. That was the one bit I was like, yeah, this is what I remembered. I really like how the puppetry was so goofy. I actually really, it's funny because I've never actually seen a film like it and that it uses like puppets to this degree. Yeah. Like, and I really love like, cause like, cause they yeah. have like some legitimately decent actors scenes out, but only like for puppets. Um, I actually look, um, you have Trey Parker and Masson played a majority. You have mm. Kristen Miller. 
Reese Lamars. Darren Norris is in this film. I love Darren Norris to bits. Chris Miller. Uh, I actually don't know. But Darren Norris you will know as um, a lot of the voices in the Freddy Odd Parents. Uh, Nancy oh. The janitor from Nancy Classified School Survival Guide. Ah, Morty. Yeah, and, and Morty. Mo- is that not the janitor? Gordy. Gordy, Gordy yeah, sorry. Gordy. Gordy. Morty. Morty. <laughs> Morty. Um, uh, yeah, but... It just feels dated to you, though, doesn't it? It does, because, like, you have Kim Jong-un's the main bad guy, who's just Cartman, but it's really racist. It's really racist. You have um, them disguising him as a terrorist by doing plastic surgery. Dirk Durka. Dirk Durka, Muhammad Yihai. And it's like... (laughs) I I still find that kind of funny. It is a little funny, but it is also incredibly racist. Yeah. So, it doesn't work in today's climate, like, but yeah. I liked <laughs> the opening scenes in um, Paris where the, the pavements are just like, you know, yeah, like pavement designs, just croissants. They're just like that, and it's just like them storming in and blowing shit up. I really like that. Mm-hmm. And there's definitely a political message to be found s- somewhere in here. Right. The Kim Jong-un stuff doesn't work at all for me. Okay. And that's what I remember most people loving about it. I thought, I didn't like that it was like, I know they're like, oh, we can't pronounce the horse. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, you don't like it because it's racist. I just don't find it very funny. Well, of course, it's 15 years later. Like. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's that's how I felt. I was like, I get like, I think, sort of why I liked it when I was younger a lot yeah. more than I do now. Like, like if, you, if you were to write this like now, would you would it be like a two out of five? As I know it's a three out of five. Yeah, but like if you were in, you were a kid, like four out of five. Yeah, four four out of five and four and a half maybe. Because I'm um, interestingly enough, I watched another movie from about the same time over the weekend. I watched um, I rewatched Anchorman. Really? Yeah, a movie was just held up incredibly well. Really? Really well. Mm. And even though they're like the jokes and that is like is sexist. They let you know, like, that they're not meant to be funny. It's just people being assholes, like in uh, Christine Applegate's character, yeah. where this is people being racist, and there's no, yeah, racist. and there's no one really there make there be like, ah, this is like this is how it is. Like, yeah, because first I grew up in the seventies. Like, yeah, so. that's what I mean. And that's movies. I'm pretty sure it came out about the same time. Yeah, same time. Two thousand four. Yeah. So both of those two movies, I feel like Anchorman was up a lot better. Which is better, Anchorman or Anchorman Two? Anchorman One. Anchorman One's a five out of star for five out of five for me. I really like Anchorman Two. I enjoy it too, but Anchorman One's a classic. That's fair. Yeah, Uh, but Team America. I think the longer we the the more in time we go for further in time. There we go. There's a sentence. I think the less this is gonna really fly hmm. like there's bits to be found that that sex scene is hilarious mm. <laughs> it's so <laughs> outrageously over the top yeah. and top of actually some of the the lines are um so that's our the, the quotes are brilliant the matt damon stuff is hilarious i have to say like as horrible as it is it is also really funny yeah hold on, let me because remember guys Matt Damon. <laughs> yeah, it's like George Clooney is there and it's George Clooney smiling and like I'm Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Um, like I know, I know they're basically saying oh Matt Damon's retired, but like that's and, and that is horrible. But I'm also like, 
it's Matt Taylor. It's really funny. Yeah, it's like my the the setup to the sex scene is funny too. It's like, um, if you were to tell me right now that you could promise me you'll never die, I'll do anything to you right now. And he's just like, I promise, I will never die, <laughs> ever. <laughs> yeah, and the whole like is like, um, it's gonna be like nine eleven times a thousand. <laughs> Alright, it's also actually the 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 spawn of you ever hear someone go, Jesus did he fucking Christ? Yeah, it's absolutely game. Yeah. yeah. So that is very funny in parts. And you you would give it a three out of five. Yeah. Fair. Three out of five. It's it's Well then Liam. Tell me what you have for me in store next week. Okay, I know you've seen this movie about a billion times, so you can watch it a billion and one times. With um, Hellboy coming out as a rated or comedy movie, I decided to give you another rated or comedy movie, and I'm giving you Kick-Ass. Ah! Can I tell you a secret? What? I'm not a big fan of the Kick-Ass franchise. Each in general, like... Oh. I, and the thing, the thing is, I love Matthew Vaughn, but I've never been a big fan of Kick Ass in general. Oh, I love Kick I haven't seen the first Kick Ass in a long time. Yeah. So I'll, I'll have a look and see how I feel first about Kick-Ass it. First Kick Ass is one of my favorite movies. Fair, fair. Well, since we're in the spirit of um, blockbuster action y films. No, not again. Um, not another Jamie Foxx movie. No, no, Jamie Foxx is not in this film, thank God. Thank God. Because I think you can live without Jamie Foxx for once. There's only so much a man can take. I am going to give you. 2008 seminal franchise jump booster oh. jumper oh. starring Hayden Christensen this one of my guilty pleasures fantastic yeah uh, I haven't seen this in a while okay Samuel Jackson please. yes oh I like this Samuel Jackson yeah. Jamie Bell Jane Hayden Christensen that would be fun yeah, I think it'll be fun at least yeah it could work I could work like so we're gonna have fun. a little little comic kind of talk next week yeah sure next week we're gonna have a little comic talk as we hopefully don't tear up um, hell just say Wolverine like Hellboy oh god yeah that's that's gonna be gonna be something isn't it uh, until then thank you all very much for listening Liam as always it's been a pleasure right? thank you uh, thank you man thank you thank, thank you. you it's nice to be here I'm having, oh, I'm having fun I'm happy to be here until then see you soon